Welcome to the Chasing Passion Podcast. My name is Dom and I'm your host. Each week, I bring on a passionate person to help you discover your own passion in life and how to begin pursuing it. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the episode begin. This week's guest is a professional street musician, David Owens. David is a professional street musician and he's working for over six years now. He has studied maths and worked as an engineer in the past. David began to busk just to get a break from the real world and eventually fell in love and never stopped since. He started off with a guitar at the side of the street and now plays in the streets of Dublin with a portable piano. In this episode, some of the things we talk about include what gave him the initial confidence to become a street musician, what it's like to be a street musician, can you improve your singing voice, along with many other topics. Thanks for listening today and let's get right into the episode. David, and thanks for coming to the show. Really Thank appreciate you for having it. me. Um, so yeah, I guess the first question I'll ask is just like, uh, what do you currently do and what's your background, if you don't mind telling us about it? Yeah, so I've been a, a professional street musician for just over six years now. And uh, before that, I was, um, I was in college studying maths and then I worked for a year as an engineer. And then I wanted a, a break to kind of see the world and all that standard stuff and just started busking uh, just for fun to see if we could get a little bit of money to go further on the mm, trip. Mm. And just kind of fell in love with it and uh, and went from there, you know, started with a guitar on the side of the street and uh, now I have this grand piano and whole big rig setup thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long journey, but a very fun one. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you were doing, um, was it maths you were studying? Yeah, I studied maths. Uh, so, like, what kind of made you made the tra- make the transition from maths into street musician? Because, you know, that's a kind of a different, yeah. <laughs> different sector, It I was guess. kind of an accident, really. Oh, I really? Mean, yeah, I always wanted to be a musician. That would have been the dream since I was a kid. I've been playing piano since I was four or five. Hmm. Uh, but I was always I was good at the piano, but I was awful at singing. I was the, I'm the worst natural singer ever here. And, uh, <laughs> and my friends were kind of encouraging me to be a pianist, but not not to sing. But maybe should maybe should stop the singing, you know. Uh, so I went to college just because I didn't think I'd ever make it. I was doing gigs at the same time, but mm. I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> there was nothing happening. And so then a friend of mine was busking in Galway, another musician, and I thought, Jesus, if he can get by with it maybe i could make half as much or a quarter as much and i was living in a camper van with my friends when i was traveling so really I didn't need any money at all i think i remember the first day we made i was playing with another guy on the drums and we made 35 euro total for the night between the two of us but that was plenty you know that was at say a fiver each for fuel a fiver for beers and a fiver for food and it was, that was great you know so we figured if we can keep doing that what harm you know hmm. <laughs> so then yeah just kept going yeah and didn't um, mean to be a street musician. Did what? Didn't you mean didn't mean to, to just no, kind of happen back. I thought I'd go back after like six months a year and back into my old job. But uh, no, never did. <laughs> and do you yeah. wish you started earlier? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think if I'd started earlier, when I was 18, I got offered a job. I, I took a year out before I went to college. Hmm. And I was working in this heritage restaurant in Galway. Hmm. And they, they were opening a, a kind of a branch of the restaurant in Georgia in Atlanta. They offered me a job in America. They said they sponsored the visa. And at mm. the time I thought, oh, maybe this is it. Like I can go chase the music career, you know, work as a waiter. And, uh, and I didn't probably just because I was scared to go. But uh, but in retrospect, I think it would have been a really bad idea because especially given that I wasn't very good. You know, I can looking back, it's very easy to see how, how not good I was. So I don't think there was any chance I would have made it. And I probably would have given up after, say, two or three months, you know, really? and, and left and never gone. And so, OK, I've tried that and it didn't work. Whereas the way I did get into it, I already had a degree, I already had some work experience, so like I really had nothing to lose at all. Like it was like I can always go back and be an engineer, you know. So I might as well try, even though I still wasn't that good. But it gave me that um, 
that fearlessness to just go and keep going and traveled for yeah four years straight then so did you only like did you kind of like do just an experiment just to see okay maybe i can try this try to do some busking whatever and see if it works if it doesn't i can just go back to my own job yeah was that the at first idea? it wasn't even that at first it was literally like can i make an extra tenner already okay. and like yeah travel further in the van before i have mm. to go back to having a job because i had some savings so i had enough for i think six months or eight months saved but i figured you know it's a good way to meet people as well mm. and just a fun way to see places you know to go busking and after like six months yeah that that's what it became it was like sure i'll give this a shot and see if after a few years if i'm making like a living from it i'll keep yeah. going if not i'll go back you know and then after i think my my deadline at the time was four years because because that's how long it takes to do a degree so it's like if you switch jobs mm-hmm. you know, it's going exactly. to take four years to switch anyway you know you have to go back to college for four years or at least two years for masters or whatever and after four years i was making about the same as an engineer so i was like okay this is this is fine you know yeah it's not as secure as engineering but, but you enjoy it you're, you're so loving what you do yeah i absolutely love it yeah yeah i'm very passionate about street music itself when i was starting after say two or three years i used to say if i met someone in a bar uh they'd say what do you do and i'd say oh, i'm a musician but you know i, I busk yeah. whereas now i'd be the opposite i'd be like oh i'm a street musician you know i also do some gigs but uh but mainly it's street musician you know i'd be very proud of it now and is that what you want primarily like to, well you know you obviously well yeah where do you see yourself going actually i don't know honestly uh, and i don't mind anymore i used mm. to used to have all these goals and it's big into like efficiency and you, know, you have to do this and, and get everything done very fast and and, and have a you know a, a, a five-year plan or whatever it is uh now i'm just enjoying it daily and uh, just trying to write music whenever i feel like it and because i'm quite like settled and stable in what i do like i'm quite comfortable with what i do and so like I, I don't have a don't have a huge ambition as such. I mean, if people love the music and and they want to listen to it, and if millions of people love the music, that's that's great. But if they don't, that's fine too. Uh, I don't really believe that you can like or or that you should write kind of a hit for people to like. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm going to write whatever music I want to write, and maybe people love it, maybe they won't. Enough people like it already that I can live. So I'm I'm happy out at this level. Uh, if it keeps going like this for another few years that's great if it doesn't that's okay too if it goes bigger that's okay if i go back to engineering or something else i don't, I don't mind you know so you're in a completely safe position <laughs> yeah yeah you no, can't like really fear, lose yeah, feeling, yeah. yeah like even if it all ended tomorrow i don't know my voice went <laughs> and i couldn't sing and my hands both broke in a freak accident that breaks your hands and your voice but <laughs> yeah like I've, I've had an amazing time you know I've, I've had a really 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 good life for the last six years and uh yeah so that's okay hmm. can't you can't regret it you know it's, it's there's no like mad potential in the future that won't be there it's something else it'll just change and things are always going to change you know yeah, it's still the one yeah. true thing in life so i try not to get too attached i love my life at the moment but it, it will change you know so you're kind of just living like on what you feel is like correct now what 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 feels right kind well, of i feel like at doing, the moment. Yeah, yeah that's the, the basis that's now good. you can't you can't always get it to it like for yeah. example i don't always want to go busking okay. but i do have to mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like it happens that i do love busking so it's a great like everyone has to go to work yeah uh like i love what i do so it hurts a lot less than say when i had to go to my job and i really didn't feel like going mm-hmm. but you know the, the, there is still it's, it's never quite just do whatever you feel like most of the time i'd probably still want to go busking but you know there are days that like okay I'd love to just stay at home and do nothing today, but I have to pay my rent. <laughs> so I still have to go or if it's really windy or wet, but it's a Saturday. Yeah. And there's loads of people. Yeah, yeah. And I have to go and wait it out and hope it starts raining and you're getting wet. And, and Or if you get robbed, you get robbed a lot. 
and oh, that really? can be hired you know yeah uh, so that can like be even though it's never that much money you know they might get a 10 or a 20 mm. max but uh but it just hurts and it just it makes you want to stop you know that's a weird one because it doesn't make sense like it's not that much they get but it really gets to it i don't know why i think mm. it's a, a human psychology thing you feel like something suddenly has been stolen from you but, <laughs> but you know it always hurts a bit more than it should for some reason mm. and how often do you actually busk so in the summer i try for five days a week five days a week and the in the winter i only do three days a week mm. but i try to do longer per day in mm. that it's just because of tourism like there's a tourist season and during the tourist season there'll be people there every day so uh my kind of busking tends to be defined by my my back rather than anything else because i I push so much equipment so i can't push it more like five days would be very much the edge of that even most most weeks probably four days but it's not that i don't want to play it's that like it's it's just really heavy (laughs) and i set that up three times a day so in dublin we move every hour so you have to bring your gear down from your house and then you set it up and then you set it down and then you move and you set it up and set it down. It's just quite physically. So do you demanding. carry a piano? I do. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Uh, five days oh, a week a in trolley. the summer. I mean, I don't, I don't carry it. Still, and all the equipment. Yeah, it's about 140 kilograms. 140 yeah. kilograms. <laughs> and how long, how, how much do you, what, what is the distance that you have to push this? It's trolley. about, I'd say about, not that far, maybe 200 meters, something like that, from Marion Square to Grafton Street. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'd say. 200 meters and there's a nice long bit by Stephen's green mm. if anyone knows dublin <laughs> listening uh so it's fine it's kind of like a joke in the neighborhood you know every taxi driver knows me the viking tours know me the the people outside the hotels the doormen all know me you know it's just kind of fun you know become like a, a meme <laughs> yeah uh but that bit's not the tricky part it's the tricky part is the setting up three times that that's kind of and how long does it take to set up on average for me i can do it in about eight minutes now, eight minutes yeah now it oh. was like half an hour at first but oh, yeah but now I've, I've got very efficient you know i've yeah. been doing even with this piano rig for two years so i mean you're doing it three times a day three to five days a week you, you get pretty fast at it. Mm. yeah and like you've obviously performed uh, for quite a while now what would you say in your opinion was the most amazing moment you've ever experienced on the you know while performing there's been a lot of them uh i'd say my favorite one was the first like big ever street show i did so in Dublin, I've been kind of known as a street show person, which uh, the difference between a street show and a busking is you're trying to get a crowd. Mm-hmm, so yeah. like I talk a lot and I try okay. to build an audience. Yeah. If I can, it doesn't always work, but that's the aim. It's not mm-hmm. just to play music. You're trying to trying to build an audience. And uh, I was in Prague. You can't play there anymore, but there's this big square and there's this uh, there's a clock that rings every hour and it's a famous yeah. old clock. Have you been there? No. And uh, so like about three or 400 tourists go to watch this clock. And it is really beautiful. It's a really cool clock, but it only lasts like a minute. And then they've got nothing else to do. Because obviously when you're planning out your day, you plan like an hour per thing, whatever. Mm. So that's when every busking street show would start. You start like a minute after the clock <laughs> goes and then everyone just flocks over and listens to you. And uh, the first time I played there, like I'd never had, you know, more than 10 people listening to me at once. And suddenly I had 200, you know, and just trying to, I was there for a month. And like by the end of it, I had like learned how to like, you know, talk to a crowd and how to like joke with them or how to introduce songs. And it was just like, that was so the one moment was the first time like i remember finishing and everyone coming up and buying cds and i was like what's what's going on in my life you know that was a that was a big turning point and just coming back to your previous point you mentioned that you were bad at singing i'm sure that wasn't the case it was. but um how <laughs> did evidence. you improve like how did you improve Cause i always thought you know singing is like a very fixed thing you can't really improve the way you sing yeah, there's but an like, argument yeah 
I don't but know. How did you improve? What was your process? Like, firstly, I'm on the opposite side of the argument. Obviously, some people like my girlfriend's a very good singer, but she'd say you can't know. learn. Yeah. So, so she'd like argue with me on it. Whereas I think you can. I think it's almost better if you can't sing at first. Oh because, really? Because yeah. So I think pe- most people are very good natural singers. They sound the same as everyone else. It's very mm-hmm. rare to be a naturally good singer and have a unique voice. Mm. Whereas I think this is just totally my theory. I have no no actual evidence for this. Go now. for it. But, um, but I find that like if, if you listen to interviews, a lot of like famous singers who who aren't pop singers, mm-hmm. say Ed Sheeran would be a good example. Ed Sheeran was an awful singer. Was he? Yeah. If you listen to like he has recordings of his first EPs, he couldn't sing. Okay. And so then I think if you learn, like you can still learn techniques, like you can learn your breath control, how to how to get the right notes, but you'll probably have a slightly weirder voice, and that just makes it more like unique and and more. And I think that's almost more important. So if if I were to I don't know, be born again to, or, or to be eight years old and be like, what would you rather be? Would you rather be a naturally really good singer or or be bad at it? I'd actually pick bad because I think it's you've got a better shot overall. Yeah. <laughs> And did you ever like hire any coaches? Yeah. Did you look up YouTube videos? And, like, yeah, no, I have a singing you? teacher. Oh, uh, you have a singing teacher. So okay. first, yeah, I started with YouTube. When I started back then, when I started busking, I was like, mm. okay, after, after maybe four months, I was like, Jesus, I'm not very good at this. But uh, mm. even like in terms of uh, health, it's like running or anything like stretching, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't do a sport like seriously without learning about the health for the sport, say the training, the stretching, whatever the muscle building yeah. you need. And it's the same as that. My voice was going all the time. Like I'd sing for two hours, but then I couldn't sing for a day. So I was like, okay, that part at least. So then I started doing YouTube lessons for free. And there's tons of stuff on YouTube these days. And then two years later, or three years later, I started getting proper vocal lessons. So I've had lots of those now. Hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned that you write music. What is your process in writing music? Like, do you, you know, do you have a specific time where you write music or do, does it just come, na- come naturally to you and just you just begin to write? Ideas definitely just come randomly. I don't okay. think I can control when those come, but I try to record them whenever they do. Right. So I'll just record them on my phone or whatever. And then I find for writing lyrics, the nighttime is always the best. Oh, really? Most people say this and I, I don't know why. And it's always, it's an interesting thing these days because everyone's getting into kind of, you know, waking up early and mm-hmm. get, getting most out of life and stuff. Whereas musicians are still one people left you're kind of i don't know night time is probably the best time to be awake <laughs> uh see i find i write best i think it's the quiet i think the more quiet the like if no one's on no one's there to distract you on your phone or you're not on instagram and stuff and it can be easier to just because i think with writing lyrics or any art i think the creation of art the the key is like calmness to achieve i think i'll flow a bit of flow yeah um i think that's much easier to do with with certainly like it an art that can be done on your own. I think it's easier to do at night because you can just kind of let it happen. So yeah, personally, I'd write ideas anytime, whenever they come, but then I'd try and write lyrics at night time. Mm. And what are you motivated by? Uh, what gets you out of, the, out of the bed in the morning? I think I believe in like the, the kind of healing power of music. I don't mean that in some kind of like... Yeah, what do you mean? Like therapy way. Mm. Uh, well, it is a therapy way, but not like a direct therapy. Like if you, I think people use music for everything. Like if you're if you're angry, you can listen to music to calm you down. If you're in love, you can listen to music to, to yeah. be more in love. You know, nearly everyone I know. I remember I, I was on a date with a girl once, and she she didn't listen to music. And I was so shocked by that. I've never met. I still haven't met anyone else who who doesn't like love music. You know, you might love different music to someone else. You might be completely different tastes, but everyone loves music, and I think everyone finds music is important in their life. So I think like the performance, especially on somewhere like the street, I think it's really valuable to the world. Like I think music itself, but you know, the street performance element of that is 
is important and you get messages all the time saying that like people will be walking by and if they don't like it they just keep walking and that's fine you know mm. it's a bit, a bit of noise in your ear it's okay <laughs> uh but if you if you're sad it might might change your day around you know if you're if you're in a good or a bad place hearing music can help so i'd like to just be part of that yeah and what do you what is your music about like what do you write like again what's in your music it's changed recently so mm. it used to be mostly love songs okay and, uh, and songs about my life or stories that happened i'm, I'm quite a literal writer so mo- most things that i write about are, are literal but these days it's kind of changed it's it seems to be i don't know where the songs come from anymore they just kind of come and they don't tend to be literal about my life i almost feel like this is going to sound really weird but I, sound like, Go for it. I feel like they might be like me in like a parallel universe or something because all the songs i don't know where they come from but they make but they make sense <laughs> together like it's like a character yeah. and his story makes sense together but i don't it's not me but it like the the way he is is me if that makes sense like like it'd be like me if different things happened to me or, or it's almost like a more extreme version of me i don't know i don't know where it comes from but uh but yeah, that's what I write about. It's like uh, me in a parallel universe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to, though. So I, I don't know <laughs> why it's that. But I just noticed they kind of tend to, um, the songs all work together. Like the story is consistent, even though I don't know where the story comes from. So it's like a big story, like one song after the other. Yeah. Or yeah, different things from, there could be different stories in, in his life. I don't, I don't know who, what it is. But yeah, they're, they're that's kind of a strange thing these days. I'm just kind of going with it. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> And who would you say influenced your life the most? Musically? Musically, uh, yeah. I'd say for for like music as in as in the notes and stuff or whatever, I'd say a guy named Bonnie Ver or Justin Vernon's the, the main writer from it. And then lyrically, a guy named Connor Oberst. He's uh, from a band called Bright Eyes. Mm. And I'm obsessed with like I could I could say every lyric from anything they've mm-hmm. both done. And uh so yeah, that they both inspire me the most, I'd say. And what kind of music do you listen to yourself? Is it don't listen to a lot of music. What? I'm a strange person like that. Yeah, like I do listen to it, don't get me wrong. That's interesting. But, <laughs> but like not as much as other musicians would, I'd say. Okay, like, yeah. I'd say I listen to it as much as the average person. Like I'll put on and I'll get, I'm, I'm very obsessive. So if I do find a new artist I like, then I'll listen to everything they've done and, and on loop for a month, you know. But uh, But no, I wouldn't say like I have Spotify on all the time. Like I like Peace and Quiet a lot. So like if I'm on my own at home, I don't have the radio on. I don't have Spotify on. Like it's just quiet. Just quiet. Yeah, yeah. No podcast. Nothing, no audiobooks. No. Nothing. Just no. I spent most of my day. Like say today, I took a day off, and I don't think I spoke a word to another human. Interesting. No, <laughs> I said hello to the person in the gym when I went in. But yeah, that, that was about it. Yeah, and I love that. <laughs> I love just having having silence around me. I find that your your mind can kind of rest, and that's where the like I said earlier that flow thing. That's where all the good stuff comes. So yeah, I, I, I do. Lo- I go to a lot of gigs. I love live music, but um, but no, I don't don't listen to a crazy amount of music. When if I do, it's mostly uh, a lot of folk, a lot of acoustic, a lot of indie. Uh, I love rap for the lyrics because I'm obsessed with lyrics. Mm-hmm. So I love I love rap music. I wouldn't always be gone on the production in it, but I love the lyrics in it. And I love that's the challenge. Like you hear really smart lyrics and really, and there's this kind of bravado and rap music that's cool. Like they don't necessarily care about depth or you know honesty or anything like that, but they're very like good at like figuring out ways to use words and i think that's always quite cool to listen to yeah rap is pretty cool yeah <laughs> and you mentioned flow state sure. um like what what helps you to get into flow state yourself a few things uh the first main thing is to be in like a good space 
like as a human yourself like so not be stressed like mentally be, yeah mm-hmm. a good mental health so like i find stuff like going to the gym meditating all those things i try to do every day which aren't directly to do with music but like definitely definitely help for that getting in a flow state um yeah having good friends around you like just that i think most people live in a i don't want to look down on anyone but uh but a lot of people can live in like a a life of constant kind of little bits of stress or anxiety mm-hmm. they're always mm-hmm. a little bit worried or something and i don't think you can ever really hit a flow state while you're worried about something or anxious or insecure mm. or whatever it is i can get insecure sometimes and that's something like i'd fight with even for music to try not be insecure because i know that when you're feeling insecure you can't calm down and just write music so i think that's the the biggest one 100 is is you and then just getting your your environment right you know making sure your phone's off it's uh, you're you're calm you're you've eaten you know all, all the simple yeah. things there's no like magic to getting in the flow state and then the the hardest part is like the first 20 minutes of like because if you try to turn off and switch off your brain everything happens you know like you'll, you remember 10 things you were meant to do that day 100 things you meant to do tomorrow that you've forgotten about you know you meant to text this person back you never text them oh they probably hate you now whatever <laughs> and uh and and it's really hard to not like, yeah. come out of it but I think if you can get through that and having done it lots, that helps. It's like, that's the big thing in meditation too, is like people find it hard to, to get into until they've done it lots and then they know it can work. Once you've seen the benefits or any sport, or any exercise, once you've felt a benefit, it's very easy to even start at the start again if you've gotten cut out of it for a few months because you know that it can work. So same for flow state. Like for, for a while I was like, what's this daft thing? I only did it because other people were doing it and mm. said it was good. But then after it's happened a lot to you then you can you can really value it and you mentioned meditation um, sure. did you when did you start meditating and why did you start meditating i started it sounds so uh so cliche but i started in sri lanka really um, no yeah i went over there to record and to write an album and i took all my savings and stuff and mm. i was like i'm gonna go to sri lanka and write an album you know i just finished up with a band i was playing with this band for maybe six months around europe called until april and uh and we finished up for artistic reasons or whatever but i was uh, i had this piano idea and uh and i was going to come back and build like a piano shell but i needed i needed new music so i was, I was playing on the guitar till then so i was like i'll go to sri lanka with all my savings and i'll i'll stay there for two months and i'll, I'll write an album on the beach you know and mm. uh so i went and did it but while i was there my best friend here had been talking about meditation for ages so i was like i'll give this a shot and it was, it was the perfect place to start because I could just walk down to the beach at night time on my own. You know, there'd be no one around. It's dead easy. Like, environment-wise, it was definitely easy. Mm. I had no phone coverage, so there was no no risk of that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I got into the just listening to recorded things. Headspace didn't exist yet, I don't think. So um, we just listened to recordings of meditations. And then, yeah, I just found it was just relaxing at first. So this is a nice way to end the day. And then... Uh, from there I just kept it going and, and found it very valuable in my life and you do it in the mornings the evenings or I do it twice a day so I try and do it in the morning and then I try and do it at the gym at the gym yeah I'm a weird oh, person okay. I could do it in the sauna because <laughs> no one notices you know you can just sit oh, in the sauna oh the sauna I thought you were in the gym like, no you know, not while I'm working curling out no. <laughs> and you're like meditating as well <laughs> no. no so I'll go for like a swim and then I'll try and like rest for a bit and then I'll yeah. go to the sauna and meditate there so, yeah. yeah in the morning first thing in the morning have a coffee and sit there and then after the coffee and meditate because i can't do it beforehand they always say you should do it first thing in the morning but I'm, I'm a zombie like if i if i woke up and tried to meditate i'd just fall asleep again 
I've tried. Mm. So I find just have a coffee for 10 minutes and then, <laughs> and then you won't fall asleep at least. And for how long do you meditate? Not that long, maybe 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the, in the sauna. And, and I, this... I try it later. Sometimes I'll do like, especially if I feel anxious or stressed or insecure yeah, about yeah, something. Yeah. That's my go-to thing. Some people would like go to have a few beers or something and that can work too. But for me, like I'd be like, okay, I need some time alone. I want to go home and put on like an hour long playlist or meditation or something and just try and try and calm the mind down. And do you follow guided meditations or do you just make it up yourself? Kind Both. Of? So the daily one, I just follow like a, a body scan thing and a breathing technique mm-hmm. thing. And that lasts about 10 minutes and then well, like maybe six minutes and then just let it go for a few minutes. And then if I'm doing a longer one at nighttime, sometimes I'll, I'll just do like a, a put on whatever time I have. I'll t- type into YouTube, you know, 20 minute yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever and pick one. There's a few that I like because I've done them before. But yeah, both a mixture. Hmm. So you do kind of like when you feel overwhelmed or kind of unfocused, I guess you just turn to meditation. Yeah, anything. Like if I feel unambitious or if I mm-hmm. feel like, oh, no one cares or I don't care or anything, just, just I, feel, I feel like I'm not my best self kind of, then I think I'll go and do that and it tends to bring it back, you know. Hmm. And what about gym? Uh, yeah, I go to the gym, not that fit, but, <laughs> but I go to it for, for the mental reasons. Uh, I try to go every day. Um, every day? Hmm. Yeah. I just love it in there. I, I love like the activities. Try to do classes if I can, but I'm not again not very good at it. I don't don't mean I'm some great gym person. Uh, but yeah, I just I find I get more energy from going to the gym. I find that yeah, it just makes everything like the meditation. It makes everything else a little bit easier. It's one of those things that takes like an hour out of your day, but you'll get a lot more done in the other hours. Yeah, exactly. Giving it that time. It's like you're more productive. Like when you don't when you take time to rest and recover like relieve all the stress like you like you know meditation yeah. like gym i think like if you don't do these things you probably won't be as productive exactly. as you would um if you know you know what if I mean? didn't yeah. do them yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i think i think in like 20 years time say that's what's happened at the gym 20 years ago or mm. 40 years ago people would have said like what's that dude doing running this crazy mm. dude he must be into marathons whereas now like everyone has some kind of physical fitness routine like, yeah you, or you think it's strange to not have something yeah even walks like, people mm. go for walks if they're not into fitness or whatever and that's considered like a health thing now. Mm, mm. So I think in even it's becoming already like, but I'd say in five or 10 years time, that'll be meditation. It'll be like, say we have pee in school. I think so like, too. Of course you have to have meditation. Like, what are you doing? Do you know, how, how are you not stressed? Oh, you are stressed all the time. Okay. Do you know, maybe you should meditate. I think it'll be the total norm in five or 10 years. That's my opinion. No, I agree. Like it, it is a big trend. Like you see, yeah. you know, Headspace, yeah, yeah. like all these books about, you know, mindfulness. Meditation. I think it's great like, that it's yeah. becoming more like normalized. It's not just mm. like a hippie thing. Like yeah. I'm into the hippie side of it, but you don't have to be anymore. Mm. Like you can listen to Sam Harris or one of those guys and they they have nothing to do with spirituality or anything. And they're just, they're just, just for your mental health. And was there ever a point in your career that you just want to give up? Like, okay, here, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's been... Like, I remember the first time I tried to play all my own music on the street. Mm. And, uh, is this still recording? No, uh, <laughs> that took a, like, that was a big hit because it didn't work at all. And it still doesn't really work at all. I just kind of mm. accept it more. Like, I play kind of half covers, half my own stuff. But it's a struggle every time I play my own song to watch, like, the crowd walk away. And, like, and the reason they walk away isn't bad. Like, the truth is most people, including myself, don't necessarily want to hear new music all the time. And that's that's not a bad thing. Like a, a lot of people, including myself, if you're going to a concert, you'll often skip the support act because you don't know them, you know. So if you play your own music, it doesn't mean it's bad. That support act could be amazing. Mm. You just miss it. But you can still miss it if you don't know. 
and uh so people not being willing to listen to original music or new music isn't isn't bad off them but that took that took a lot of getting used to because i just felt i didn't want to play the same covers all the time for the rest of my life you know so i was like i want to move more into my own music yeah there's been a few moments like that when say cities have gotten banned from busking like i said i was in prague and prague was great and i was going to move to prague and mm. set up my life there and then suddenly they stopped letting people play on the street you know and it was like okay gotta go somewhere else again you know how do you a lot of things are a bit trickier in life when you don't have a job you know like renting an apartment who's going to rent you an apartment can you get a bank loan can't get a mortgage you know those kind of things especially like i'm, I'm turning 30 next week no sunday and so like you're hitting 30 and everyone else around you is like you know getting i went to a wedding last week people are getting married and stuff and you realize that like on this path nothing like that would be there you know and that's not bad it's just different but that could be tricky sometimes yeah when you realize that like you'll never have the the normal life that everyone else has but that's also good i think like yeah. you know you're living on your own terms yeah no i, I and it's a conscious choice yeah. you know like I, I like it but those are the kind of things that sometimes you're like oh will i regret this in 20 years you know when i'm say and say busking isn't going well anymore because i'm not pretty and i can't carry my piano down i'm, I'm 50 years old do you know and like no one wants to date me anymore because i'm just this busker who's 50 and never made it you know it's quite cool when you're young to be a busker is it cool when you're 50 i don't know maybe it is but those kind of doubts can come in obviously i haven't stopped so they haven't won but yeah those are the kind of things that would make make you question it and you have to go back and realize why you're doing it and, and just and just remember that again everything changes and if you do it for the right reasons you can't really lose i think so just try to take away the ego yeah. as much as you can not that you can ever fully take it away, but try. <laughs> hmm. Well, look, I think when you're 50, you're going to be the next Ed Sheeran at that point. So you'll be, you'll be younger than me. So it's unlike huh? <laughs> Ed is younger than me. So I don't think I'll ever be the next Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really want to be the next Ed Sheeran, you know. I'm very different to him as much as I respect what he does. I'd like to... that. I'm not going to try and make it happen, but a cool thing that would happen would be to be big enough to like make a living from doing shows. Hmm. just because they're not reliant on laws like i'm always have that that little fear in the back of my head that what if they ban busking in, in ireland you know um my job is gone i have to move somewhere else um so that'd be nice or you from record sales or, or whatever it is to be able to live that'd be that'd be nice i don't need hmm. to get here yeah also Ed Sheeran has a pretty tough life you know imagine not being able to walk anywhere i even i saw gavin james walking by me the last day and I just felt I felt kind of bad for him because I realized like everyone he walked by was like, oh, that's Gavin James. Now, no, no one annoyed him or anything. He seems pretty happy. And maybe he doesn't mind at all. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But, uh, but I was like, oh, that's about the limit I'd be okay with because he could still walk down the street clearly. But even when he's walking down the street, even I was like, oh, there's Gavin James. You know? <laughs> so I felt kind of bad for him in that like he can't, he can't go to a bar. You know, he can't just go out. And even if he tries to say date a girl, a new girl, he's not some guy. He's Gavin James. You know, they're not, you're not on a fair playing field. And that could be really good for stuff like, you know, you get all the girls and the drugs and stuff. But if you want like a, a real relationship, it could be hard to like know whether someone likes you or because you're famous, I'd say. Mm. And it's hard. I don't mean that against the people who do like, it. I mean, it's very attractive in someone that they're famous, you know, like it's hard to not be attracted to that, especially like this society really values it. Um, everyone automatically does too, you know, like success is, is an attractive quality in a person. So, yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't like to be a chain, basically, <laughs> at all. No, that's no. fair. <laughs> I mean, be yourself, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. 
but I think it's a it's a good thing to think about and talk about because I, I try to say it to there's a young musician named Parek Cahill mm. you might listen to this and he's like on that kind of path like he's very good and he's only I think he's 16 so he you know has a very good chance of being the next Irish Ed Sheeran so us old buskers are always saying to him but like be careful like fame isn't necessarily a good thing you know like success whatever you mean it is great whatever it means for you and if you can get that that's great but like just be careful what you're signing up to you know to not be able to walk down the street anymore isn't so cool hmm. yeah and who would be your favorite artist to collaborate with Ooh. uh someone who like does more electronic stuff like i'd love to do the right. lyrics and maybe the singing but yeah i'd love to i'd love to collaborate with someone like um passion pit or mgmt or churches people who do more of the like the music production stuff mm, mm. and i do like some cool singing over it or i'd love to do like a long-term collaboration with someone kind of the elton john bernie Taupin one i mean i write the lyrics and they sing because like, i love writing lyrics that's my, my biggest thing i like singing i love performing that's definitely just my me being a diva though <laughs> you know i just love the attention that gives me mm. whereas like in terms of art my, my favorite thing is writing lyrics so it could be cool if someone else sang my lyrics and then i sit in the background you know then yeah, they could be the next day Sheeran, and then I could still sit in the background. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. And um, what kind of artists have you collaborated with in the past? In the past, I play a lot with a girl named Ali Sherlock. Mm. I play piano for her. Um, we just did a gig in Prague last week, and we might be going to New York soon, so that's going well. Um, who else? I wrote a song for that guy, Parikal, or helped him with the song. Uh, I'm writing with the other piano player on Grafton Street at the moment or starting a thing that's that maybe it'll be like the Elton John Bernie Taupin thing because he doesn't want to write lyrics at all oh okay so it's kind of the opposite to me you can write for him yeah that's the idea we'll see if it works but yeah. uh and I work a lot with a guy in Germany in Lüneburg so he's trying to he's a very good performer and musician because he's not a na native English speaker he wants to be like successful in America so I, that's the idea I'm going to try and work on his lyrics so it's, yeah there's a few little projects but nothing too taxing you know Hmm. and what are you currently most excited about i'm excited about finishing my new ep so i, I wrote this ep most of it was written nearly a year ago and then i've gone to lots of producers i've had it done like recorded it in the studios four or five times now i've never been happy with any of them because i really want this one to be like i don't know i've never been 100 percent happy with anything i've released before and because hmm. i'm not in a rush for this one at all I want to get it to a point that I'm at least happy at that point of time of releasing it. It'll never be perfect, you know. But um, so I've started doing it myself instead of just because I'm definitely not as good a producer as any of the producers I've worked with in the last year. But whatever I release, I can stand on it. So anything that like, even if they say, oh, that isn't great, that that beat or that guitar you recorded, at least it's me. It's my fault. Mm. As I've always found that like I'll listen to something I've done two years ago and i'll say i'll listen to the bit i don't like and be like oh but that was them that was someone else that recorded it you know at least when it's say my singing i don't necessarily like my singing from two years ago either but at least it was me it's, it's my own to stand on and yet there's this my first ever album i did i, I produced it myself so four or five years ago and um and that one i still like if i listen back to it like it's, it's loads of mistakes and loads of like things and i'll be like jesus that's very bad but I kind of like it, you know, like, okay, at least it was my badness. It wasn't, I can't blame it on anyone. So for this EP, I'm going to just try and do everything myself and then try and collaborate again in the future, but for this particular one. So that's what I'm at the moment, just trying to spend a lot of time 
recording and it's, it's I wouldn't say it's nearly done, but it's getting there. So I'd say in a few months it'll be ready to release. That's what I'm excited about. Just putting it out there with no expectation. Uh, I signed a, a deal with um, a sync agency a while ago. So they'll try and put it on like Netflix and stuff like that. Oh, know. wow. That's pretty cool. They'll try. I don't know. Wow. Succeed. But uh, so that's the that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, just finishing it and seeing what happens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really cool. Wow. Well done. Thanks. And uh, when you're performing, uh, what does your day-to-day look like? So I get up around eight, half eight. Okay. Uh, I go up, like I said, I have a quick coffee. I have a, a coffee with a, a coffee machine with an alarm clock on it or like <laughs> with a timer so that I have to get out of bed. Otherwise, I don't get the coffee. That's, that's, that's the deal. Because <laughs> <yeah. laughs> I just don't get up otherwise. <laughs> when you don't have a boss, it's very hard to, <laughs> like no one's going to fire me if I don't go to work, you know. And um, well, my landlord might, but <laughs> if I don't pay the rent. So I go up and I sit there, do like my drink of coffee, I write like morning pages. So I have this like routine that I write down things I'm grateful for from yesterday. I write things that like could could do better, things that maybe didn't eat that healthily or maybe whatever it was. Maybe it wasn't nice to my girlfriend. I don't know. I write things that I can improve on the day and then just a little to-do list for the day just to get my mind kind of hmm. slowly working at something. I don't know. And uh, and then I do my meditation for 10 minutes and that brings me up to nine o'clock. And I go to the gym mm. or do yoga, depending. Mm. And it depends on like what day it is. On a weekend, you have to be at the spot much earlier. So I'll just do like a quick yoga thing in the morning. Uh, otherwise, I'll go to the gym if I can be later. And then, yeah, get my gear together, get my batteries. I have to charge all my batteries every night. The oh. big lithium <laughs> ones, uh, put them in, load up the, the trolley with everything. It takes about 10 minutes to load up and then walk mm. to Grafton Street. And then wait there. I'm usually first on the spot. So I wait there, have a coffee, and then someone else will arrive eventually and then just chat to the other buskers until it's time to play at 12. And uh, then I'll play three shows in the day. So I'm usually there till about 9 or 10 at night. Yeah. And then, um, and then walk home, eat some dinner, and then start again the next day when I'm busking. Hmm. If I'm not busking, then I'll, I'll just kind of do whatever I feel like all day, which is great. Yeah. Like today. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good life. And actually, what's the kind of biggest crowd you ever played for? Uh, let me think. For busking or like a show? Mm, both. Both, yeah. For a show, I opened up for White Buffalo. They're an act from America. And that was 750, sold that show. So that was the biggest like audience ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, for busking, I'd say... There's some pretty big shows at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. There's like one big spot and you can go as loud as you want. And uh, so like... On a good day there, it could be three or 400 people watching you. So I'd say they'd be my biggest show so far. Dublin, you can do big ones, but they're never that size. Dublin's nicely consistent. Like, it'll, it'll never be less than 10 people, but it might be more than 100. Mm. You know? But for living somewhere, I'd say Dublin's the best place to live as a busker because you can always play. We've got licenses here and everything. So, and the weather's not too bad. Mm. It's always, even the winter, it doesn't get too cold. You know, in the summer, it's not too hot. And you... Do you still play up till nine ten in the winter as well, or yeah, is that yeah. just summer? Really? No. Yeah. Whenever I'm playing, I'll try and play because my rig is so heavy. That's the main reason most people will play say two sets a day. I'll always try and play three or four, mm. just because the main effort is getting out there. And once I'm yeah. there, I just want to maximize my playing. So I, don't, I stop at ten because you have to stop at ten. Like there's always cues on every spot, so I yeah. play as many as I can, which is usually three, sometimes four. Mm. I did five last week in one mm. day, which killed me. Like five and a half hours of singing is <laughs> too much. But I remember I was trying to set down my gear after and it took me like 40 minutes to try and pack everything away. I was so tired. <laughs> <laughs> but usually three. 
Usually, yeah, three yeah. hours is a, is a good amount to sing in a day. Still a lot, you yeah. know, five five days a week. Yeah, and comparing it to being an engineer, like I used to work eight or nine hours, and singing for three hours is definitely a lot more taxing than working mm. for eight hours because you're on. Like no one's watching you, and you. It's like imagine if you're working on a desk, but there's your bosses behind you watching what you're doing. It's like. So three hours of that you can imagine is harder than eight or nine hours on your own because the people are literally watching what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you want them to be watching what you're doing, otherwise you're not doing it very well. So it's a, that's what's kind of tiring you. You're on, you know, you're you're being watched for those three hours. Hmm. And would you have any absurd or just unusual things that you'd like to do? Uh, probably. Let me think. I like to go to the park and watch the squirrels. I don't know if that's unusual. I'm very like an old man in a lot of things I do. So they're not, they're unusual for a 30 year old. They're not necessarily unusual, like for, for a person, mm-hmm. but l- like that, that l- like a lot of people my age will want to, I don't socialize that much. I have a very small group of friends that like I stick to. And so I socialize in terms of like days of the week. A fair mm-hmm. bit. I'll see everyone once in the week. I'll see my girlfriend or whoever, but like, I don't really go to parties. I, I don't really like that stuff much. Like every now and again, it's fine. But like generally I'll, I'll keep about three close friends at a time in in a city and that's it and then if none of them are around i'll just stay on my own and i'm perfectly happy on my own so i'd say that's a strange thing about me maybe that just that just that i like i like to be by myself a lot and what's your personal philosophy on life uh i think trying to see everything selfishly is a good way yeah I i think people look at selfishness as a bad thing but if you if you look at every good act as a selfish act because it makes you feel good. Mm. So say if you were to give someone a present, the negative part of giving someone a present is you might expect something back. Say if I give you a birthday present, will I then expect something for my birthday? That's maybe not that healthy. Because if I give you a present because it makes me feel good, it's a selfish act. So I don't expect anything back from you then. I've done it for myself, you know? And you can do that with anything. Like if you do something, anything nice for someone can be a selfish act, you know, anything for me or for someone else or... or anything you do playing music on the street could be a selfish act you know i want to make myself feel good because it makes other people feel happy Mm. but that's still selfish you know and once you break it down to that i think everything gets a lot easier because you don't have to justify things to yourself there's nothing wrong with doing something just because i like it you know everything is because i like it even if it's like a charity deed still because i like it i wouldn't do it otherwise you know so that's my kind of philosophy try to be selfish I think that's a good place to be, yeah. Like, you're not expecting anything when you give. Like, yeah. you're just doing it purely because you want to give. Yeah. I think that's so powerful, yeah. It's a much healthier way to live. Cause yeah. You, you don't get disappointed then ever. And, and and if you really think about it, that that is what you're doing all the time when you mm. give someone something. So then we automatically create these expectations, but you're better off without them, you know. Then if someone gives you something for your birthday, great. You'll still love it and you, know, you appreciate that. Again, selfish act because mm. they've given you something and you like it. Selfish, fine. But there's no, like... Uh, controlled kind of thing hmm. so yeah I like I like that the selfish try and try to not have expectations that's the same thing just try to not expect anything from anyone and then you can't get disappointed and, and and you also don't get too happy either in a good way I think try to level it all out a little bit you know and I'm just curious sure. um, if you had to choose to have a dinner one hour dinner with anyone in the world who would that person be and why Tom Waits is this a musician have you heard of Tom Waits he lives in Clare I think so it's not even impossible uh, he's an American musician he's I don't know 20 albums he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame but no one really knows him and he's this really strange guy and I just think he's super interesting and he's like 
there's a lot of musicians I admire more than him but I'm not necessarily that interested in them as people like I'm interested in, in their art I'd say they're just normal people you know mm. like nearly everyone is famous people are still people yeah. whereas he's just weird he's really there's something really odd and kind of cool about him so yeah I'd love to chat to him for an hour about nothing you know that'd be cool what would you like to ask him oh, I don't know um these kind of questions i like to ask him why he does the things he does or does he have any reason you know because he he made me question why i like music because i remember someone asked him a similar question they're like what kind of music does he listen to and he said he doesn't and he said he likes it in the background he likes it say if he's in a cafe and there's a radio on in the kitchen you can kind of hear it that's how he likes music and you can kind of hear that in his music uh just that yeah the, the his life hasn't been obvious and i think that's kind of cool that I'd love to know yeah, his philosophies on things or why why he does things the way he does. If there's a reason, I think there's a very good chance there isn't, which is kind of cool too. And then just like yeah. to talk about nothing with him, that'd be fun. <laughs> I think he'd be a good dinner partner. For sure. <laughs> and just looking back over the last five years, what are the kind of the behaviours, um, the patterns, the habits that have helped um, you know your life the most? Sure. Well, I think the which kind of maths thing. and engineering background actually helped a lot because coming into street music at first we were all just drinking all the time especially like i was living in berlin at the time and you're allowed to drink on the street and it's very normal as a street mm. musician like you have a few beers while you play and that's really fun <laughs> mm. <laughs> but because i had that kind of work ethic from before and because i didn't necessarily want to go back like most street music i knew didn't have any other options this was their life you know hopefully they'll get bigger or get more fans or whatever whereas i knew i could mm. go back so if i didn't get to a certain level of street music I, that i would go back and i didn't want that so uh so i think yeah having a good work ethic but also kind of um a relaxed work ethic like not valuing just time like not saying oh i have to work 12 hours a day that's good valuing output you know and that's a thing from engineering or modern engineering that like doesn't matter how long you spend on a problem it matters if the problem is solved or if you're creating something it doesn't matter how long it's spent uh, you know if you can do it in 30 minutes it takes someone else two weeks you're more valuable you know and if you take a week off after that you're still more valuable because they're, they're still on it for two weeks and just trying to yeah be be more conscious of everything so yeah it's a combination of the two the kind of logic side from engineering and then from the meditation and stuff the consciousness or mindfulness trying to to not just do things to kind of think about why i'm doing them or whether i want to do them with everything and i think the combination of those two has led to quite a happy life were you always like this yeah like you seem like a very happy genuine <laughs> always smiling kind of guy like what helps you stay like this yeah i've always been happy like mm. that's been a thing that people have said about me since i was maybe 12 or 13 like, and what's your secret you, why are you always <laughs> smiling uh i think by then it was a nervous smile to be honest like okay. i think i think i've always been relatively happy but like i would have been smiling if i wasn't happy now i make sure to not smile if i'm not happy i just tend to be happy most of the time mm. um yeah i don't know really because i've always been like this it's not it's not a new thing mm. if anything i'd say in the last six years until a year or two ago it's gone more up and down so like i definitely became happier overall when i became a musician but the lows were a lot worse because when you're creating art and trying to push art out there you the, the tendency and the risk is to base your own self-worth on what people think of the art so if they don't like your art, they don't. Then you're not good. You're not a good person. You're not valuable. You know, whereas it's not true. You know, people can not like it. If one person likes your art, that's great. It doesn't make any difference to the art. The art is just art. But that's really hard to do, and uh, and we all struggle with that. Every musician, every artist, every painter, every everyone who creates things struggles with 
not linking their self-worth to their art and uh so that's what i've tried to do the last year or two is trying because yeah because when music would go well then say four years ago i'd be really happy if i had a good show and everyone's like oh wow your music's really good oh, i bought I'll buy your album i love it and i'd be like oh wow, I'm, I'm a rock star i'm amazing everything's great then on a bad day i'd be like i'm awful i should quit i should never have started and neither of those are very healthy so now i try to be more leveled you know it's like this is my art if people like it thank you very much you know but mm, it doesn't affect yeah. me like whether you like my art or not doesn't change my self-worth i think that's really cool because like i don't know i feel like a lot of people they you know when they set out to do something they want to see like instant success they want to see all yeah. those followers likes whatever exactly but yeah. like with you you don't really care you just you just care about producing you know doing what you like Good producing art. music yeah. and that's it and i think you're very you know secure in you that kind of aspect then. yeah you know, exactly create yeah. good art it'll always be good for you because otherwise you wouldn't release it you know yeah yeah and then if if no one likes it that's still okay because you yeah. did it for you whereas if you try to create something for someone else there is an objective truth there so if mm. i release i want to release a pop song that sounds like madonna for example if that doesn't work then i've failed i haven't released a pop song that sounds like madonna mm. other people would have bought it whereas if i just release something that's david owens and that's what i want to release doesn't matter whether people buy it or not if they do great if not fine i still did it for me you know and uh i think ironically that's probably a better path to go because i think people can hear truth i think people like everything that stays historically not necessarily that does well for the next week but things that people really like like or, or get attached to or, or find change their lives musically tend to like be very truthful so i think it's it's probably a better way to go even just long-term success ways you know yeah i think this is a very very good mindset to have like it really is <laughs> and let's just say there's a billboard um and this billboard is displayed to everyone in the world so everybody could see this message um so what message or phrase or quote would you put up on this uh billboard that's a good question though what would you put up on a, on a billboard i'd probably do some kind of quote from eckhart tolle He's like, I love Eckhart Tolle and I'm not smart enough to come up with a good enough quote for the billboard, but he has tons of them that like can really hit you very fast. Something about being present. I think that's the hardest thing to remember to do and the most valuable thing in life to remember to do. So I, I don't know exactly what words would be on it. I could think of it if you gave me two weeks, but um, something that's really good at making people remember to be present. Yeah, that's what I put on the billboard yeah no i think being <laughs> present is yeah it's yeah. really a good place to be because like I've, I've said this before but like you know you can have all the goals you can have all the dreams you want to have like all the success in the future but if you're constantly obsessing over the future and you're like oh i'll be happy when this happens oh i'll yeah. be happy when that happens you're never gonna get there i mean you'll just be you'll be like when you reach to a goal when you reach those goals you're gonna be like them cause oh i'm gonna go yeah. again yeah and yeah. I, yeah, so I think that's super important. I assume you read the book, uh, Power of Now, yeah, but it's yeah, a great book. Bit of a it's Bible. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That's actually a Buddhist thing, isn't it? The I'll be happy when problem. So you never, mm. you should never ever say that because it implies that you're not happy now. And like, why not? You know, it, it, if you think you'll be happy when, then surely at that time it would be logical to presume that you'll say the same thing mm. then about something else. So I think just try to be there. There's only now, you know. And what helps you to stay in the present, actually? Because it's not always easy. Like, your mind jumps from one yeah. place to another. Like, for me, at least, it does. No, absolutely, Like, yeah. what helps you to stay present in the moment? Uh, what does help me? I think practice. Practice of it, like, doing it. 
the more you do it, like the first, I remember when I read that book first a few years ago, and I was like, okay, this is amazing. You know, I'm going to do this. But even like trying to meditate every day was hard for a long time. Mm. Um, and I'm still not like no one's good at these things. I think that's important to say because you can tend to sound like a guru when you talk about this stuff. And I'm, I'm by no means a guru. I'm by no means above feeling anxious or insecure or stressed or anything or not being present. Like I try to be present and it's a, it's a practice. It's not a, it's not, a, it's like back to that thing. I'll be happy when like, I don't know if I'll ever be fully present, you know, but it's, it's something I try to do and I get better at every year. And I find that it's, yeah, the best thing that helps is just realizing that it's worked, you know, like that that you are less stressed or, or things phase you less. When I've noticed, say the same thing, say with a, a girlfriend, you know, something will happen that maybe in the past would have upset you. And you realize, oh, wait, that didn't upset me. And it shouldn't have in the past either. But that, that was a story in my head. And that story has gone because of the work I've done. And that's great. Okay, so then you should keep doing the work, you know. Mm. And because it's not a goal it's not like a degree you know you don't get anything it's just you get to reap, reap the benefits all the time so there's no it's not forcing you to do it but you get you get all the the nice things all the time from it and you can notice when you sway too like if you do feel stressed you're like oh, why do i feel stressed you know, what's what's going on and you realize it's just because you haven't been present basically <laughs> so try to be present and not be hard on yourself either to just be like, okay let's get back to there hmm and just because you mentioned, uh, well, we mentioned the book, uh, Power of Now. Sure. Do you have any other books that you kind of, like, do you read, first of all? I do. Yeah, and I what kind of books have influenced your, um, your life the most? Uh, probably that one, if I was to pick oh, yeah? one. Yeah. Uh, what else? Me too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 4-Hour Workweek. Hmm. That was a great one for me in terms of, like, music not really having anywhere to go with it especially in street music there's no path there's no one ever done did anything with it at that point there's a few now but when i was doing it there was there was one famous busker named passenger and like even his was just he had a song that was really good and people listened to it there was no like work route so just learning about that kind of stuff i'd say the firework is probably the most actually one of those two or man search for meaning is the standard one but that's a great one to just give you perspective and, and realize that all you have is your attitude and to not be yeah but it's the same kind of message in all of them really. well not the four hour group but you know the that all you have is your attitude and that's all the only thing you can ever control so don't try to and that you'll do better the better you can control your attitude um yeah the four hour group is the one that like practically changed everything i did this mindset course at the same time with a guy named pat divley he's a guy in Galway, and he's a friend of a friend so i got it for christmas and uh, it was when i was just about to record my first album and yeah i just no idea how to like work for myself as like it's it's a little bit entrepreneurial being a musician because like there is no boss oh yeah you know you're trying to be successful but you don't know what to do like what do you do with your days how, how do you plan out a day how do you know whether you're being efficient and just learned lots of tools from from the book and that course that helped me at the start i've moved away from it a little bit now because i'm trying to get more you know artsy fartsy but at the start, I definitely needed that instruction and that helped to just feel like I was doing something that I wasn't wasting my time. Because when you have a job, you know that you're doing well because someone tells you you're doing well. Mm. When you're an artist, no one's ever going to tell you you're doing well or badly. You're just you're just an artist. So it's it's hard to, at first to, to make that transition. Right. And before we finish up, is there anything you'd like to promote, um, say, whatever? I've got a Spotify. That's probably the best place to go at the moment because I don't have much on YouTube. There's mm -hmm. some stuff, but it's kind of old. Uh and yeah, just Instagram for now. And I'll keep putting up the process of recording the EP. And in a few months, there'll be 
something to show. I'll definitely have a single within the next month. I don't know when the EP will be done, but yeah, one, one of the singles is nearly done now. Just the final touches. So yeah, follow me anywhere and then you'll hear things soon, I guess. Awesome. Well, David, look, thank you so much That's for coming on the podcast. It was a pleasure talking thank to you. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot thank of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it'd be pretty cool if you shared it with your friends or anyone else who you think would benefit from it. You can find all the show notes by going to the website chasingpassion.ie. That is chasingpassion.ie. Thank you for listening today and I hope you enjoyed the episode.